0: Bonjour all you gardening cats and gators Welcome to Gardening with Cisco March 14th And uh, hey, it feels like winter out there to me I don't know about you Well hey, uh, I want to say hi to the folks I spoke to I have a feeling they're the last folks I'm going to speak to In this sort of a setting, a garden talk setting for a while now but I uh, I had the fun of going out to the Whatcom Home and Garden Show, and there was quite a nice crowd out there. This was before the governor's proclamation, and uh, it was last Saturday. And um, did a book signing. It was a lot of fun, and it was so fun seeing all you people. It was just great. So thanks for coming. then the Mill Creek Garden Club, quite a few really brave people uh, came to hear me speak and do a book signing, so that was really fun. Uh, All the rest of my events, though, and there were quite a large number of them, have all been canceled through March, and I suspect that uh, all the April ones will cancel. And I think it'll be a little while before uh, any of you will be coming to one of my garden talks and book signings. So uh, I'm sad to see that, but that's the way life is now, as we all know, so. So, uh, uh, one thing I want to say, I I heard on a radio station that uh, about that they're really worried about people that are going won't be able to go to work and will be sitting around the house by themselves, and all their social experiences are at work. So I was thinking I want to give those people some advice. If you're uh, feeling lonely or sad at home, there's three things you could do. Number one, you can read a really good book. Oh, la, la. I wonder what book that would be. (laughs) So, oh, la, la is out there. You can buy it online pretty easy. Or all the nurseries, many nurseries carry it in bookstores. So uh, that's one way you can do it. But there's two others. You can walk your dog. And uh, it's a nice, safe way to get fresh air. You're not going to be, you know, bumping into people. Your dog will be playing with other dogs, hopefully. But uh, so I talked to a lot of people at the park today when I took Izzy over there. Leo's on uh, kind of uh, limited duty right now because poor Leo, he had the big operation that boy dogs have to have, you know. He just turned one year and we felt like it was time. We promised when we got him at the puppy rescue that we would do that. And uh, when I took him to the vet, I told him he was getting tutored, but he just didn't seem to believe it. So <laughs> poor little guy. He's doing great, though. But, uh, but Izzy's really uh been really helpful, too, being really nice to him. So it's really great. So you could walk your dog and or or just go out for walks. And you're going to see people when you're out walking, and you could talk to them. And, uh, the other thing is gardening. So, uh, you know, that one last nice day we had was that Friday before it turned so cold and everything. I was out there gardening. I talked to so many people walking by. As a matter of fact, I barely got my roses pruned and you should be doing that right now, by the way, if you haven't pruned your roses, get out there and prune them pretty darn soon. And, uh, so it was really fun talking to neighbors and, you know, just, uh, it's a nice social thing and, um, a lot of people go for walks and when they walk by and see elk garden and they're going to tend to talk and, you know, easy to keep your distance, but have a wonderful conversation. So those are my three recommendations and, uh, it's nice having dogs. I'll tell you that much. So, Hey, uh, so, uh, the weather is going to get better, but right now it is cold out there, so uh, there's no doubt about that, but um, as soon as it gets warm, there's so much to do in the garden right now, it's unbelievable. Now, I'm going to be uh, doing this show solo today. I don't have any guests scheduled. I do have guests on the next shows, and I'm hoping they'll all come in, and I assume they will, and... um so, you know, it's funny, even uh New Day that I'm on, Monday, they're, uh, they're taking it day by day. And uh, at least Monday, I know they're showing a rerun, so I won't be on there. I'll pro- it'll probably be a rerun that I was on, but I'm not even sure about that. But uh, still good entertainment, that's for sure. So, uh, anyway, I hope you'll give me a lot of calls today so that you don't have to listen to me uh, do a solo too much. But I will give you the good news, and that is that I'm going to give away another of my books. This might be the last one I give away. So um, uh, if you want to get it, you want to be the first caller to call in at one 888 973 Cairo one 973 5476 And uh, if you're the first caller, you have to have a question for me, though. You can't just call in and say, I want to win the book. Uh, you will win a signed copy of Oh La La. Blake will take all your information, and I'll make sure that that book gets to you. The post office was so nice in my neighborhood. They actually uh, told me, bring in a book, and we'll put it in this cabinet. They stuck a cabinet in there. I uh, stuck it in the book in the cabinet. And the last time I was in there, because I've been sending these books out, Last time I was in there, it was really interesting because they had a sign on it going, no, we do not have this first sale. We just wanted to show you the book that our local uh, gardening guy uh, wrote so you could know about it. So that was so nice of them. I can't believe it, to say the least. Well, I think what we'll do in just a second is I'm going to take a break. I will tell you that I did bring some emails, but it looks like a lot of calls are coming in. So, uh, so I will definitely. Uh, I don't know who the first person is yet, but I'll find out. And uh, that lucky person is going to win. Or oh, la la, homegrown stories, helpful tips, and garden wisdom. So, uh, definitely, will I uh, take a break in about a second and. Um, Before I do, I just want to say one last good thing about this horrible thing that's going on in the world is that I'm going to have the best garden anybody's ever had because I'm going to have a lot of time to work on my garden, and I'm excited about that. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back on 97.3 Cairo FM, I'll start taking your calls. And Martha, you're going to be the lucky person to win a book. All right, right back after this, 97.3, Cairo FM.
1: This
2: is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends.
0: The broccoli man called in to say hi. Hi. I have to admit, I'm not sure I remember who the broccoli man is. Now, if you were the Brussels sprout man, I know I'd remember. (laughs) But broccoli man, thank you anyway. I'm sure I'd know you if I saw you. So thanks for the hello. Hey, Martha, you are on Gardening with Cisco with a chance to win. Oh, la la, my brand new book. Hi, how are you?
2: Hi, Cisco! Gosh, huh? I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> ah, well, hey, I'm glad you—you you must have been quick. Your your fingers must have been smoking on those uh, on that dial of the phone there.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I—I I guess so. I didn't think so, but I guess so.
0: Well, you were the I first been of them.
2: Calling a- you for
0: over. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I said I've been following you for over fifteen years. Oh oh la 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 la. Well hey, that makes that is a big, big compliment to me. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Well I think you're gonna love this book, but before I give you your chance to win it, you get to see if you could stump me first. Okay. Okay. Do you have a question for me?
2: Yes. I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so as a beginner, uh, I, I, I've i had a garden, a vegetable garden, uh, I would say about five or six years ago. And it went well. And then I tried again when I moved. And for some reason, I, I started on, you know, about the time it was uh, – what I planted was like uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, and um, squash. Uh-huh. The squash came out, came out fine, and the other two didn't didn't do well. I guess my question to you is: Was it uh, what? Was it the soil? What was the reason? I, I, I followed everything just like I uh, had read. I, I just don't know.
0: Well, my first guess is always soil. Was it a good sunny spot where you did the veggie garden? Yes. Okay. Well, that's key. Then my guess is it's the soil, or it could be that. Did you fertilize these plants when you planted them? Well,
2: you know what? I didn't. uh, I don't know if I. No, I didn't fertilize. But you know what? Funny that you asked me that because the first time around I didn't do the fertilize. I put really good soil in, but I didn't fertilize and they they just grew.
0: Ah. So did so
2: not do anything different than I did the first the first time around?
0: Did you bring new new soil in for the garden? Yes. That you know That might have been the problem. It may not be that it was bad soil. It might be that it had wood ground into it. A lot of times when you buy potting soil, not now. Mm-hmm. Most potting soil doesn't, but if you bought especially if you buy large quantities, a lot of times the the way they add organic into the soil mix is by putting in ground up wood. And when they do that, it makes the soil lose its fertility for a while. Because all the little microorganisms in the soil are trying to eat up that wood, break it down into its uh into humus, which is as much as you can break something down, so it could be there was wood in there, and that caused a real uh a lack of nutrition for the plants that you planted, and things like uh tomatoes really need a fair amount of uh, food or they're just not going to provide for you. So here's what I would do. I, You could do a soil test. It wouldn't be a bad thing to do. And you can go online and look at soil tests, find one that, that isn't too expensive, and read what they'll give to you, you know, what kind of results you'll get. You could They'll send you a little kit. And you you just dig some soil and put it in the kit, making sure not to, you know contaminate it in any way. Send it back mm-hmm. to them, and they'll send you a report telling you what, how much lime you need to add, how much uh, nitrogen you need, all of that stuff. It's really great, and then you'll you'll really be able to get those veggies off to a great start.
2: let Thank you so much. I was just wondering why why did it didn't happen, so that's good information. Thank you so much,
0: Cisco. Oh, you're so welcome, Martha. All right. Are you ready for a really tough question to win my new book? It's called uh oh. Oh, oh la la and uh, I think you're gonna like this book a lot. It's full of uh it's actually has a lot of helpful advice, but it's all written in short stories, and most of them I hope, anyway, are really funny. So (laughs) we'll see. Okay. Okay, are you ready for this tough question? I am. Okay. So I grow these giant uh, hardy bananas in my garden. And uh, they can get 25 feet tall. They have about 8-foot-long leaves. And if you get a mild winter and then a warm summer, sometimes they actually produce bananas right out in your front garden. And it's happened to me a few times. Here is your question. Can you eat those bananas that you get on your hardy banana that we can grow here? You only get two tries on this. What do you guess? Uh,
2: no, you can't eat
0: them. Well, you're you are right. You you might be able to eat one, but if you did, you would never need to eat another prune for the rest of your life. Those <laughs> things are like chewing plastic. <laughs> they're terrible. Oh, wow, they're so full of fiber. So, hey, you got it. That was a great job. You, I thought I might be able to stump you, but you were too sharp for me this morning, Martha.
2: Oh, uh, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> now, Martha, what we're going to do, we're going to stick you on uh, hold so that Blake can get all your important information, and he'll give it to me, and I am going to send this book to you with my signature in it and something special written in there for you.
2: Thank you
0: so much. Okay, don't you hang up. Whatever you do now, we're putting you on hold. And thank you, Martha. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I think it's just about break time, so we'll take a break. When we come back, Marilyn, we're going to stick you on 97.3 Cairo FM. Right back after this.
2: This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends, brought to you by PacificTopSoil.com and Molbax in Woodenville. Ooh la la!
0: Here's Cisco. Well, with March 19th, the first day of spring, of course it's freezing out! Mama Nature never makes it easy, you know, she's got to just, you know... Beat that tweetle out of us Before she'll finally let spring Really get here But boy, there's a lot blooming in my garden So uh, spring is coming I promise you that Hey, let's go to the phones Marilyn and Bellevue called in Marilyn, welcome to the show Thanks for calling
1: Oh, thank you, Fisco. We're so happy to have you to help us pass the time While we're all hunkered down in our Yards and homes here
0: Yeah, oh boy
1: (laughs) I have a question. I, I learned online that elderberries are have been used for hundreds of years as a remedy against cold and the flu, and so I thought, uh, given this new development here, I should plant some in my garden. Have you had any experience growing elderberries here? Do you know about the varieties and that sort of thing, which would be good for this area?
0: Well, what I don't know about are which ones are good for colds. But I can tell you, there are a whole bunch of beautiful elderberries. Now, you can, you probably can get the native elderberry, or you could easily, uh, I think you could take cuttings and probably get it to grow. Or even if you've got a friend that's got an elderberry out in their wild garden, because that's usually where you see the big ones with the red uh, berries, you can go out and actually dig out one of the little suckers coming off it, and I'm willing to bet it'll have a ton of roots on it, and you could plant it. So it could be that it's the native elderberry, which I don't know the exact name of that, that is the one that helps fight colds. And uh, otherwise, you could try, go online and go to com. So that's com, and they sell uh, a lot of native plants. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if they have uh, native elderberries. I think there's more than just red. I think there's one with a black uh, fruit. There's a bunch of them. Now, if you find out that they're all kind of equal, then you could try some of these incredibly cool ornamental uh Elderberries. So there's ones with like this kind of golden foliage. There's ones with a lot with brown foliage, and they're really attractive. And they still get the berries because the birds just go nuts over them. Now, most of these plants, all the elderberries I know of, they all want to be in the woods. They're not a full sun plant. So they do the best I think, in bright shade morning sun, you know a spot that you don't ha you don't really need the water too much because they're native plants, even if they're hybrids of the native, almost all of them can pretty much live with just the water mama nature gives them because that's what they've evolved with so I think if you could find a spot in bright shade and um You know, maybe do some research and find out, you know, which ones help fight colds and everything. I think before long you'll be able to, uh, you know, have some beautiful elderberries in your garden. One last thing I'll mention about that they get quite big, the native elderberries. I've seen them 12 feet by 12 feet before. I see them in a lot of kind of natural gardens people have where maybe part of the garden is. Full of ornamentals, but then it goes out into the woods. They just come up in the mm-hmm. woods now and then. I'm sure it's from a bird dropping a seed, you know. But if mm-hmm. you can, if you can't find one, and uh, even at Rain Tree, then I would do a search on the computer and and you know just put in whereby uh, native elderberry plant. And I'm willing to bet anything, you'll find somebody that's willing to supply you. With a plant, so I I wasn't aware that
1: we even had any native ones here. Uh, What from what I've learned online, the ones with red berries are uh should not be eaten because they have too much,
0: I think it's strychnine in it. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. So they use them, they still cook with them, but do a lot of research before you do this. But uh, yeah, yeah, they still. (laughs) they still cook with red elderberries. I know they cook some things with them, but yeah, the darker colored berries are the ones that most people, they use those to make preserves a lot and, and do all, they're much safer to use. So you want one with the dark flowers, if you, if dark fruit, if you can get it. Yeah. We'll
1: find it. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. And, uh, if you don't hear from me again, you'll
0: know that I ate the wrong one. <laughs> hey, and hey, if you do catch a cold, you got to call in after you get over the cold and tell us if the elderberry helped.
1: Okay, I'll do that.
0: Okay, <laughs> it's right. a deal. Hey, good luck finding one, and uh, don't eat the wrong berries now. Whatever you do. Thanks, right, Marilyn. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Nice <laughs> bye-bye. talking bye-bye. to you. Okay. Thanks. Hey, we have lots of open lines here, so uh, I'm going to give you the numbers again. one Cairo, 973 cairo one 973 You'd get right in if you call. But um, and gardening is got to be the best thing you can do with all these problems we got because you'll be out there in the fresh air working with your plants. Maybe you'll have your dog sitting next to you. Oh, la, la. So, uh, Hey, uh, but I did get some very interesting emails, so I think I'll, I'll tell you about one here. This came from Peter, and he said, uh, "Is it too late to transplant two beautiful espaliered pear trees? They were planted in 2016. They're budding out right now, and they're against his fence. And the neighbor evidently owns the fence and is going to put in a new fence." Well, uh, you know, I wrote back and said it's really risky because once a deciduous tree is, it's so easy. I, I'm backing up a little here. It's so easy to transplant a pear, an apple, any fruit tree when they're totally dormant. But once they start budding out, it's a whole different ball game. It's very tricky. It's not at all easy to do. It can be done. So uh, he wrote back, I said, you know, if you could put it off, put it off. But if it's going to really harm the trees or make it impossible to dig out later because you really wanted to move them to a new spot, I said, I'd go for it if it were me. So he wrote back and said, I'm doing it. So, uh, okay, here's what I'm here's the advice I got for him. And number one is water the plants really well. Like two days before you do the transplant. You don't want a muddy, wet mess when you do it. So, two days before you do the transplant, watch the weather, find a nice day to do it when it's not raining out like crazy or anything. And then, when you got to go 10 inches for every inch of diameter of the trunk at ground level. So, if it's got like a six inch trunk, you would have a 60-inch root ball, and boy, would that be heavy. Oh, la, la. But these haven't been in there that long, so I'm hoping they're not that big. Another thing you could do is spray them with a product called Wilt Proof, puts a wax cover on the uh, leaves, plugs up the little stomata so they can't, lo- so they won't transpire and lose moisture. So do that right before you do the big operation, Dig it out. Any roots you damage, you want to cut those real clean. And then uh, have your new hole dug before you even dig out the trees. And uh, take them out. Plant them. Now, when after you've dug the hole, you're going to have to put the tree in there and make sure that it's at the exact same level as it came out of the ground. Now, it's likely to sink if you're not careful. So once you know it's at the exact right height, jump in that hole and really dance around, firm that soil at the bottom of the hole so it doesn't sink later because that will cause severe problems for the tree. And then finally, you're going to have to watch your watering like crazy, you know, water it in right away when you plant it, and then water regularly. Don't drown the thing. If it sits in water, that's going to rot the roots. But you're going to have to water any time the soil surface looks dry, and uh, that's going to go practically all summer. But then it might work. So I I asked Peter, let me know if this works, you know. So we'll be hearing from him a little later for sure. Okay, listen, do we have time? Should we put Ann on? Okay, Ann. Hey, you're on 97.3 Cairo FM. Thanks for calling. Hi.
3: Hi, Cisco. So nice to hear a voice and talk about gardening to make us feel a little bit more normal and not so stressed.
0: Ah, uh, thanks. I'm with you. We all need to. We need to laugh and and uh, think about good things.
3: Absolutely. Well, I've uh, an easy question for most gardeners, but I've never been able to get a good answer. When do I fertilize my rhododendrons?
0: Well, I always fertilize my rhododendrons now. There are different theories about this, but I always do it the first week of April. Now, Oh, okay. Because what happens is rhododendrons bloom when they're done blooming is when they put out new growth. So that's oh, okay. why that's why if you're going to if you're going to prune your rhododendron, you always do that right after the flowers fade. Because then you okay. can You could prune them, and then the new growth that comes out might set a flower bud for next year. So I like to get that fertilizer on there in early April. I always use organic rhododendron food, and I like to do it the first week of April. It's warm enough out there for the little microorganisms in the soil to eat the fertilizer because when you use organic fertilizer, those little microorganisms – have to eat the fertilizer. It goes through them. Then it slowly becomes available to the plant. So if, okay. you, if you do it in early March when it's so cold like this, the fertilizer's right. just going to sit there. It's not going to do anything. So I think early April is a great time to do it. Okay. And then prune
3: them after the flowers fade, yeah. <clears throat> after they've gone through their blooming period.
0: Yeah. And uh, you can prune roadies hard if you have to. Uh, we sometimes at Seattle U, if if we had to move a big roadie or something and, and then uh, we damaged the roots too much and the new growth came out not looking good, we would mm-hmm. cut them down. 15 foot tall rhododendrons, we'd cut to four inches tall.
3: Well, I graduated from Seattle University, and I saw your pruning there on Seattle U.
0: <laughs> you probably saw us cutting down those huge rhododendrons. going, does that guy know what he's doing? <laughs> exactly.
3: Well, we transplanted these roadies. Our neighbors were redoing their front yard, and I actually it ended up mended me in three months of physical therapy, but we transplanted oh. two of their 20-year-old roadies into our yard oh, wow. last last uh- spring. Wow! So they've gone a full year, and they survived it, and
0: they even bloomed after transplant. Oh, too great. Yeah, rhodies are tough plants. They're a lot tougher than people realize. So, yeah, so, you know, of course, don't, don't prune them any farther than you have to, but don't worry. If they're getting too big, don't be afraid to cut them down a bit right okay. after they bloom because that isn't going to hurt them a bit. Okay, well, that sounds great. Well, that's what I needed to know. All right. Well, hey, too fun talking to a Seattle U uh, person. That's always nice. So you probably saw me running around with my dogs out there.
3: Yes. I won't tell you how old I am, but it was back in the day when you were there.
0: (laughs) I think we're both not exactly spring chickens anymore. Hey, (laughs) Hey, Ann, thank you so much for your call. It was really fun. All righty. Well, thanks, Cisco, and stay well. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to have time for one more call in the last section, so I hope someone will give me a call with a question. one 888 973 cairo one 973 5476 Hey, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Okay, let's go to those phones. Corrine, thank you for calling, and welcome. Hi, Corrine, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, there you are. Hooray. (laughs) Welcome. What you got going on?
2: Welcome. Uh, Right now, I'm listening to you as I do every Sunday.
0: Oh, thank you.
2: As I do every Saturday. I've got a question. When is it a good time to plant wisteria?
0: Well, I think you can plant wisteria anytime you want uh starting probably like Monday, as soon as it just warms up a little bit, then I think it's okay. time to plant wisteria. It's hardy as can be in our area. The only problem would be, yeah. you know, if it got hammered with a really hard freeze right after you planted it and watered it in, that could cause trouble. But uh, in a couple yeah. of days, it'll be perfect time to plant wisteria.
2: Okay, and um, another question. Did they what's
0: a good fertilizer? I'm not well, sure. I'm not sure I'd even fertilize it. <laughs> I have really? I have a huge wisteria and it's growing on my uh arbor above my patio and uh right. that that I have a love hate relationship with that plant. I love it. Because when it's in bloom. Yeah, Oh, my God! Three foot long flowers that are just spectacular, oh my God! Over a thousand of them on this not very big arbor. I'll have to measure how big that is it 's like uh twenty by twenty at the most, and over a thousand okay. of these long flowers, fragrant as can be, but the problem is then those little tendrils start to go <laughs> they right. if i if I take a vacation. They go 25 feet in one summer, and I come home from vacation every time. They have figured out a way to get (laughs) under the tiles in my next-door neighbor's garage. (laughs) They're ripping them out, and they do it. That was true. It does it just to make me mad, you know? Yeah. Oh,
1: it's wonderful,
0: though. Well, I do thank you, Cisco. I'll call you in a couple more
1: weeks with
2: some more questions.
0: Great. Hey, and I just, I will say, if you want just to get it off to a good start, you could either give uh-huh. it some organic, all purpose fertilizer. That'll work great. Or if you want, what you could do is just uh, give it some uh, starter, organic starter fertilizer. Either one would work great.
2: I will do that. I will do that. Thank you, Cisco.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Kareen. Great call. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now. Okay. So we had a call from someone that says, what kind of fertilizer for a green and yellow fruit tree? So I imagine that. I'm not sure what a green and yellow fruit tree is, but uh, maybe that's pears or something, or uh, plums. I don't know. But, um, But it doesn't really matter because there are some great mixes for fruit trees. So what I would do... Because I'm not sure I know the exact uh, combination that they give you, so go ahead and go put in uh, fertilizer for fruit tree Washington State Extension, and you will get back uh, some really you'll get really great information. If you don't get great information there, go to Cisco.com, go to the uh, Miller Library link. And you can put in a question to them. They'll answer that question and give you the perfect, including where you can buy it. So um, And it's a good idea to fertilize fruit trees. I used to tell people you don't need to, but I've learned my lesson. It really helps keep them healthy and happy if you fertilize fruit trees. I'll tell you the most important thing, though. When they're forming fruit, and especially late in the season, you want to keep them well watered. If fruit trees are well-watered, the fruit is much bigger, healthier, and in good shape. And then, of course, you want to thin your fruit, maybe not a plum. That's kind of hard work. But if you're going to leave one apple per bunch or one pear per bunch or one peach for every five inches, you'll get so much bigger fruit. You get the same weight of fruit on way less uh, actual fruits, and, boy, they'll be great. Okay, well, this show's about to bite the bullet here. So, uh, looks like I won't be seeing you doing any of my talks for a little while. I miss, uh, I love giving garden talks and meeting people. So, I'm kind of sad for that. But, main thing is everybody out there, get lots of exercise. uh, You know, be nice to everybody you see because we all got to get through this thing together. Hey, Blake, thank you so much, buddy. So great working with you. Hey, see everybody next week. Bye-bye.